Hello, guys, and welcome. It's Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night, episode 479, podcast number 359. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I know there's lots on the go. There's lots on TV tonight, and there's lots floating around the interwebs right now. Uh, so I appreciate you guys joining us. Hit that like and share button as well so that people know that we are live. We're also live over on YouTube. So welcome to you guys watching on YouTube as well. Tonight I have Josh Zubizabrikas sitting beside me. Yeah, welcome to the uh, Boop Show, I guess. I don't know. Um, and uh, as always, folks, please don't forget, as my friend Gavin has yet to say, please like and share the show. It helps and it goes a long way. You know, ding bells, push thumbs up, happy face, something, something, something or other. Yeah, yeah. And then Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball. And greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are ready for a smoking good show. Uh, nice yeah. to see everybody tuning in so far. And then what about Garvin Sharma? What about Garvin Sharma? I'm Nothing. here. I'm sitting in studio, and these bunch of jerks are ungrateful. But I'm grateful for each and every one of you that have tuned in. And as my friend Josh, he was as Rick said, hit that like and share button. And we're going to be monitoring the chat. So this is an interactive program. And if you want to interact, get those fingers typing and uh, let us know what's going on and on your mind on the chat. Welcome to Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night, folks. Whoops, there we go. And we are definitely live. I see us on the YouTubes right now. So thank you guys for joining us there as well. Post up in the chat so we can see you guys. Uh, quite a bit going on in the world of paintball these days. Uh, we'll talk about some of it today. We'll ignore some of it as well. Um, but uh, first and foremost, later on the show tonight, we're going to be talking about what's the most creative mission or objective you've had at a big game. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me fix that. You guys sent in lots and lots of um, lots and lots of responses. You guys have them in front of you. We'll get to that shortly as well. Um, we also talked about. Um, actually, there you go, Matt. You should be good now. There we go. And uh, we're also going to be talking about this meme. We saw a couple weeks ago uh, about forgetting stuff at uh, at the event. You guys sent in a whole bunch of uh, replacements for that meme, so we want to get to that as well. These guys are almost sold out, ladies and gentlemen. The director's cut of the history of paintball. Uh, make sure you guys go over to paintball.media and buy yourself a copy before they are gone. Last episode here on the show, we talked about the movie Splat. Um, tonight on the after show, which is uh, going to be aired live on YouTube. So if you guys are watching us on Facebook, you may want to switch over to YouTube by the end of the show because we're going to be talking about uh, Blackballed. We had an opportunity to watch that again this week and brush up on our trivia on that. So why don't you guys come join us? One thing I will say, though, is Splat last week, we looked at this, had a four out of five star rating. Now, granted, there was only 22 people that reviewed the movie. But still. But if you go over to the Bobby Duke story, they only get a 3.5. 65 people. 65 hmm. people reviewed it. If you take the 65 people plus the 20 people from Splat, that still doesn't equal a, a real we, motion picture. We should adjust that. <laughs> yeah, we should. I wonder how many how many people have watched um, so far the history of paintball, I wonder. Is there any numbers on that? More than the 65 and the 20, well, that's for nice, sure. That'd be interesting, though. It's I'm sure... Um, vi how do you say it? Vimeo? Yeah. V Vimo? I don't... I Vimeo, yeah. They probably keep track, right? Yeah, it, with Vimeo, I believe it's only the people that uh, have ownership of it see it. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what the numbers are. Um, Charles Holton says he saw 20 minutes of it. That's about all you need to see to really get the full essence of the movie Blackball. But we'll talk about more of that later on in the show. 
Uh, hey guys, do you need some spare bunkers? You want to do some? You want some drill bunkers for doing some drills? Head on over. Arabs has a couple on sale. Uh, go over and help our buddy Brent out. And uh, those tan and brown ones weren't bad looking. And the nice coyote brown bunker. Yeah, yeah they're not really so go bad. Wrong. Uh, yeah, they'd be good in the forest. Um, uh, viewer of the show Neb sent in this. Uh, in case you guys didn't see this. These are uh, George Hayes' next purchase. Are they actual Crocs? Yes, they're going to be on sale. This is called the Nicole McLaughlin X Crocs. Uh, they're a campsite classic clog, and they're going to be available online only from Tuesday, November 3rd to the November 5th on Crocs.com. And as you can see, it comes with uh, a compass, some paracord. Uh, and how much are they going to be? I'm seeing $79.99. Oh, those are cool. So... If you guys uh, are in Canada, get a VPN server so you can buy them off Crocs.com because they're only available George, there right now. George, can you now. buy me a pair? George, and, and do George's Crocs? already got himself a pair. No, but could George <laughs> buy me a pair, George? Would you honestly wear that, Joe? Take a look I at that. I would buy them just for fun. <laughs> <sighs> even if I was trying to impress George Hay, I don't know if I'd wear those. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't even taking out garbage Crocs. <laughs> yeah, in the dark. <laughs> With you're the last person on earth. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, John Heif Hoffmeister uh, said he ran across an I episode or an issue of APG March 2006 and thought of you guys uh, when he saw it. This is uh, this was what he was talking about inside the Titman C3. Oh, nice, nice. Look at that. If you can find one, you guys should definitely uh, definitely pick yourself up one. Uh, that's all I got that's in the news today. Uh, as I say, there's a bunch of stuff going on right now. We're just going to ignore all that and uh, move on to happier things. Um, we have a vault segment to get to tonight. We have Antique Roadshow to get to. We have Prices Right. We have a movie review. And we have two of your topics. Um, maybe, Matt, why don't we start with a uh, vault from the vault? Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault for Behind the Bunker today. I have pulled out a, a mint in box PT Enforcer with the snow. It's just like Christmas. And what everybody needs is probably one of the first ever uh, sidearms or backups for PayPal was the PT Enforcer. It was distributed by National Paintball Supply. So really back then you had two big players. You had National Paintball Supply and you had PMI producing uh, paintball shooters. So this is the enforcer, a little bit toll-free, leading paintball into the next millennium. So this is obviously late 90s uh, prior to 2K. So let's take it out of the package. Um, we'll put it right here. So we have our PT enforcer, comes with a, a feed tube. This isn't really mint in box, but it, it is It is new. I don't even think, I'm looking down the barrel, um, how unsafe, but it, it hasn't hasn't been used. Um, holds a 68 caliber paintball only. 12 gram goes in the front. Uh, feed tube on the top. Does it come with any little goodies? No, just um, a hole in the styrofoam. Anyway, this is the PT Enforcer by National Paintball Supplies. Watching behind the bunker. Pew pew. Oh. Are you back? Well, so all right, and here we are. That was my um, new or nearly new mint in box PT Stormer. I think someone brought it in and we couldn't fix it and they never picked it up again. 
but it it's a it's a pretty much a piece of crap but you know back, <laughs> let's back, be honest back, but you think but if you go back to when that came out that was really the second generation of or third generation i guess of paintball pistols because you would have the nell spot then the splatmaster just after the splatmaster you would have the um pg the pgp would have been out the same time as the nell spot so it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty uh it's a pretty cool gun but they never worked and they were all really probably built in the same factory like the archeon oh my and god those, yeah and the and evil the, omen and the armatech <laughs> those things were all probably built in the same factory as as whatever and wh- where they made tinfoil the enforcer i have a, i have uh-huh. another blue one in a box so either those are all for sale if anyone needs something for their collection yeah you, you sold it already <laughs> if you know no <laughs> kidding market but it's on <laughs> sale now Speaking of uh, out to me. speaking of things on sale, Cameron Turnbull has a comment on the Crocs. He says they were seventy nine ninety nine plus your dignity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it's nice to see Sebastian Monier in the live chat. Sebastian, yeah, we're hearing Thanks again um, for the cheese curds. What about sir. the Delta sixty eight and yeah. the Armatech? We're hearing uh, early versions of TIPX. No, I don't man. know. I know. Were the no, TIPX is good? No, TIPX, TIPX is fantastic. Yeah. It's bulletproof. Those things never work. God, they're just crap. What's that? This that's is a Sarge kit. This Sarge is kit. yeah. So that's a TI. That's a TIPX. Same sort of damn thing. No, that's old enough to actually be a TPX. But this is it? this is from our friend uh, Eric, Eric Engler. Eric Engler. You can't hit him up because he doesn't have any more left. But. Uh, this was uh this was from Eric Engler. Anyways, TIPX I would say is we we never had any issues with them. I don't recall. We never had a problem with them. They had to change the name from TPX to TIPX. There was a patent infringement or from Easton Sports. Yes. Uh, patent TPX long so time. So they ago. had to change the name. Yeah, nice to see uh, Phoenix say, says uh, they're checking in from some uh, some spot in Indiana, on the way back to Chicago. Nice, thanks guys. Uh, what about the Overlord? Yeah, they were all but they were all the same. They just. Slightly different milling. So if you take a rock crap. or a brick over Lord and but they're pieces of crap. Yeah, yeah. They never work. We'd no. get those in, and a guy would come in and buy it, and he kept bringing it back and bringing it back. We'd never be able to fix it, or we'd fix it for 20 minutes. He'd take it home. It wouldn't work. He'd bring it back. It was just awful. Yeah. Just poor. So that's a great segue to our next item here on Antiques Paintball Roadshow. This was sent in by an anonymous. They didn't want their name known. Um, Does anybody know what that is? Uh, It's a proton, right? It's a Vulcan proton. This is like uh, they took every ounce of metal off the gun to make it as light and small and as possible. Yeah, it was tiny. But also to take some of the weight away, they took any quality out of there. (laughs) This has got to be one of secondary to the machine vapor, so please don't misquote me. This has to be one of the worst guns aside from that on the market that I've ever shot. Um, if you were to try to sell that, what would you guys... Uh, I want to hear from you guys in the live chat as well. Um, if you guys were to appraise this gun and give this gentleman an opportunity or a price to start negotiating on eBay or, or Craigslist, what do you guys think? So I remember being very, very excited when this gun came out uh, because it was small, it was very light, very compact. And I thought that'd be great for my little person to use. And then you really couldn't get paint through it. So, (laughs) you know, it certainly wouldn't be. Anyway, my bid asking if I if this is my marker, and I'm trying to sell it. I couldn't see getting over 50 bucks for it. 
I, well, I think he needs to put it on for 175. Really? I, 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 well, Alexander agrees with you. He says fifty dollars. Um, Shane Free says one hundred and thirty. Bob McGee, I think, is a little closer. To what I would four dollars and thirty five cents. Brent Davis with that Arabs money, he says five dollars. Bob, getting crazy. Dan and Hardy says one hundred and seventy five. Okay, so if you got okay, so forget what you're asking for. What do you let's like? What's the least that you'll take for that gun to get it out of your gear bag? Can I? Can yeah. I go too? Yeah. I'm going to take the tick tax out of my pocket and saddle right on up beside Gavin at 50 bucks. Really? But here's a question. People don't deserve to pay more than $50 for that. I would open up the bag, leave it in my back seat, exposed to the outside world, so somebody would smash my window and take it. <laughs> Just duct tape it to the trunk so whoever walks by can claim. Gav's PB says $89.99. So here's a question. Put yourselves in the opposite shoe. Gavin? Yeah. You and Josh, someone posts that up and says best offer. A, let's say I'm forcing you to buy it. How much are you putting out of your own wallets for that? Again, no more than 50 bucks. But you would pay $50 to have that in your gear bag? I would not, but you're saying I'm being forced to. like you know, like Yeah, but I'm, you can pay $2. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's that's a max. That that is my ceiling, right? That's your so, ceiling. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. no more than fifty bucks. So I'm thinking if I get it in twenty or under, under I'd be happy. Yeah. Charles Holton says trade it for a piddle. <laughs> I think he meant to say pistol. <laughs> Tracy Santos says eighty dollars. Phoenix says scrap value. Yeah, I can. I don't think there's enough scrap value in it to take it to the lot. Yeah. Ryan says uh, Ryan McGee says meaning you'd have to pay me four dollars and thirty five cents to take it. It you might know, be one of those markers that's worth buying and what? shoving into a Nerf gun just for shits and giggles. Did you say? Yeah. See what George Hayes said. George Hayes said the private labeled Morkel Aura. George, the Moco focuses were made in Mississauga. Montreal. Was it Montreal? No, that was Montreal Designs. Montreal Designs. The yeah. Moco focuses. So is there such a thing as a Moco Aura? <laughs> Who's the research department? Me. Well, George Hay is. George Hay, he doesn't know this yet, but he is our research department. And the last couple of shows, anytime we need something, he's Googled it for us. So, <laughs> You ever had an internship just surprise dropped on you just like that? Cray America. That a just a happened. A&S <laughs> gear has Moco Moco. I can't even say it. Okay. Um, just because straight this... up trade for cross. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Crap. I'm right there with Bobby. There we go. Hey, um, Bobby, you're in, you're close to where we are. I wonder if we're ever going to see him. Does he come out to Flag Raiders? Bobby Doused. I don't know. He's in. I I don't want to give his address away, but I I yeah, he's close to us. Hey, um, just because I want to get rid of this music, let's go to the next one. This one was submitted by me only because I wanted to know. This is oh, sort of a question. Oh, come on. Ah. Well, if you own this, first of all, I know you guys wouldn't sell That's it. That's because if I own this, it would be from my cold, dead hands. Let's start with Matt. What do you think that's worth? You're not a cocker guy, but it's a carny. For the, for the podcast people, what yeah. is it? So this is a, a War Games product carni carnivore wow. with the most popular color, which was the black on gold. Uh, or the gold on black, It is I the guess. definition of smexy. Yeah. Yes. Sexy milling, everything. Sexy. Yeah. That back, the back booty on it. <laughs> Clamping feed neck. Yeah. Just the angle, the foregrip, the trigger on was ASA. beautiful. The grip was amazing. The barrel system was all right. Sorry, Matt. And matching it. macro line. What guns? What gun are you gonna have that has ma same macro line to the color of the gun? Matt, what would you think that's worth? Uh, well, I would say the minimum I would let it go for is at least fifteen hundred. Hmm. 
Danon says a thousand. Cameron says eleven hundred U.S. dollars. Neb says eleven to twelve. Yeah, fifteen Canadian. Simon. So that's probably what, like eleven American. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, you're right. Says eight eighty-five. I I don't know, like. Okay, but it's funny because he's a younger fellow and probably hasn't, maybe not even seen this gun, but certainly hasn't he's played. He's probably with one. never heard it shoot before. Yeah. I don't know if he's it's the most it. beautiful sounding paintball. There was a guy using an auto cocker out on the weekend. Roberto Roberto uses cockers. Alamar? Pardon? Yes. yes. So, okay, so what do you guys think? I, Matt says 1500, is that what you said? 15 Canadian will get it out of my hands. Yeah. I think I'd do 12 just because I have an awful lot of shit already. But that would definitely be something I wouldn't want to sell. That would be yeah. one of my last ones. Josh, what do you think? It would most definitely be the last one that I'd ever possibly sell. I'd ask seventeen fifty, but I'd let someone take it for fifteen. Yeah, Joe, probably around fifteen hundred Canadian. I don't have one. Well, I have you some, can for fifteen hundred. But <laughs> I have some. I have some outcasts that I would sell. Do you still have one of those yellow black ones? I just got one. I used one. It's nice. Would you like <laughs> yeah. to buy it? Maybe. We'll talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get out of that segment. Are they out outcast snipers or just outcast? outcast. Well, it could be easily I've, turned I've into I snipered yeah. mine. All right. And uh, nice to see Christopher in the YouTube chat. And Kevin says uh, $1,200 and my son. <laughs> How old is your son? <laughs> Don't get a shutdown, Matt. Hey, this is Neverland That was Ranch. really dirty fast. <laughs> no kidding. Well, he, well and by the way, on an unrelated topic, congratulations on that van you bought, Matt. Oh, it's big <laughs> and juicy. Did you, it for a did you, I found. Did you find the tear-stained mattress on the side of the road there? Would you be open for it? interesting trades? That was built in. <laughs> Oh, Matt takes it to the to the forest and parks it every now and again. Ah, oh, you guys are getting wet. Down by the river. Did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're crossing yeah. Saturday Night Live with a Seinfeld right now. All right, well, why don't we move on, ladies and gentlemen? Why don't we get to Gavin's part of the night? We'll do a little mail time. Hold on. Mail time. Mail time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is mail time, the time where I get to shine and rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. We have two pieces of mail, and can you guys watch the chat? I am chat-free this evening, uh, so if any additional questions come in, uh, you can interrupt me, and we'll go through it there. Uh, so the first one comes to us from Zane, the insane Zaniac Smith. He wants to know, um, has there been a slow demise of amateur speedball teams in general since the beginning of 2000s? If so, how can this trend be reversed going forward? I almost think it's the opposite direction. I, I in our area, Zane, we um, we have a lot of beginner teams. It's one of our busiest uh, brackets in our local tournament series. Um, the, I would say the lowest two divisions are the busiest, and then I would say the, the the one that's making a huge comeback. It's not necessarily a classification or a division, but it's the older guys that used to play paintball that used to compete are coming back and having one-off days for tournaments just for shits and giggles and uh it's the reuniting i mean i can think of chop shop and a handful of other teams that are reuniting and it feels so good um all to myself <laughs> yeah I, I yeah um i don't know what about where you guys are, are you guys seeing are you guys seeing a drop off in beginner teams for speedball i think also a lot of people are getting into mag fed and that's pulling you know 
more new players Smart. getting into that right away, right? So I would also like to see beginner divisions that were straight mech. Oh, I agree. Uh, to make it slower, to make it much yeah. more accessible for uh, the, the the player on a budget, so they can get immersed into the sport, uh, learn some of the basics before they get chewed up, right? Yeah, yeah, and. I know our local series had limited paint as well, so you could only carry so much. So, right. and the 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 ramping was only so much. So, I mean, I, I I agree. I think that's I think that's a good start. It's dipping your toes in, and, and mom and dad they don't get the sticker shock of you shooting cases and cases of paint. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree. All right. Next piece of correspondence is not a question, but a commentary. Uh, it says, listening is easy. Thanks, y'all, for putting it together. You have no idea how much it helped during the lockdown crap uh, to, uh, to still have a tie to paintball world and an avenue to stay ingrained. I know it is an easy task. The effort is much appreciated. So, John Hoffmeister is giving us a shout-out and a thank you for um, all we did during COVID. That's awesome. Thank, thank you, you for listening. Much. Yep. It wasn't. We're that sorry you had nothing better to do. <laughs> We're sorry the pandemic well, forced you to listen. To it our... wasn't that long ago when we weren't even allowed in the studio and yeah. we were doing Zoom calls from home. And I hate to say it, but that may come a time again. But for now, we'll yeah, we'll keep thing. it going. Is yeah. So fingers crossed. Oh. I appreciate you uh, you sending that in as well because uh, it also I think helped keep us sane, right? Yeah. Uh, so we were also able to stay connected. So. You know, it was, it's a global pandemic, and we were in a different phase. So there was no paintball happening, in at least in Canada at that time. And so it was nice to be able to connect either virtually and continue to have that ingrained in our lives as well. So thank you for listening to us. Uh, it was something that we, I think we would have done anyway, uh, but we're glad that uh, some people could get some entertainment from it as well. Yeah, for sure. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I think that's all we had in your, okay. in your, yep. in your sack. Uh, someone did say your sack is looking frayed. That's a little thin, so it needs a little bit more good. So, again, if you have any questions or, or, or queries or anything that else you want us to talk about on the show, send it to showbehindthebunker.com on some of our social media, both on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, if there's questions that you want to address, please, please, please uh, send them in, and we can address it here on the show. Yeah. So we're going to move on to tonight's topic, which is most creative mission or objective that you guys have ever played at a big game. Uh, I could certainly give you lots of stories of objectives and missions that I've hated over the years, but let's talk about some of the fun ones or the ones that you guys have enjoyed. And we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. So if there's anything that you guys remember as an awesome scenario or, or, or big game that you guys were involved in and not necessarily the game, but what mission did you have? You know, it's all well and good to have, you know, hold that base for an hour or do this or do that. But let's get into some nitty gritty and see, um, see what you guys had. One of the, one of the, ones that I never had a chance to play, but I saw that happen at our field um, was, uh, and Joe's going to have to correct me on this, but you had to find, um, you had to find a Wi-Fi network. Um, you have, first of all, you had to find a, a, an iPad, yes. which was on the field somewhere in a case. Then with that iPad, you had to find a strong enough Wi-Fi signal. And once you got close enough to that Wi-Fi signal, you logged on and you could see a camera feed, a live camera feed from somewhere on the field that was showing you the objective of what you're supposed to get. And by looking at that video, it kind of showed you about where the where it was and you kind of still had to guess, but it, it, it gave you some insights. And then you'd find it and you got your point. Aside from it being someone giving an iPad on the field, that kind of scared me, but I thought that was a really good, um, really good mission, really good objective. Um, yeah. 
What do you have, Josh? I, I've got a rather lengthy one, but stay with me. It's good. This is from uh, David Manning. He said, Rhodesian Revolt in Utah had an objective that was a radio tower with a multi-directional switch. Depending on which way the switch faced, it would play propaganda propaganda to the civilian village and get you points, but annoy the villagers. <laughs> play 80s music and entertain the villagers, but not gain you points. Or blast 80s music into the comms of the enemy team if you had a separate radio tower controlled, making it impossible to communicate or simply listen to their chatter. Never seen in a game before uh, with that. What an awesome feature. That would be kind of cool. But then you'd never want to give him up. <laughs> never let him down. Uh, Christopher Chamberlain's another long one, but I think it's worth it. Uh, he said there was a Back to the Future uh, by Steel Reserve where the final battle they had the DeLorean, which was a old 98 uh, painted gray with a giant hook on the trunk, uh, <laughs> and the main uh, the main street of the uh, the field. And the objective was Biff's group had to keep Marty and Doc's team from getting the wire connected to the clock tower and flipping the flags before the car crossed the finish line. It was an hour-long mission. The length was about 100 feet, and the car moved to a different checkpoint every uh, on the road every 10 minutes. So if the car got to an end but the wires weren't connected, the clock tower uh, flag wasn't for Marty. Biff, uh, or it wasn't for Marty, Biff would win. So Marty and Doc ended up, ended up winning the day, so integrating a movie theme with uh, with Back to the Future. That's pretty That's cool. That's great. What about uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive though to do that with a movie that doesn't really have shooting or a war kind of oh it didn't part three <laughs> that was a wild west <laughs> we don't talk about part three maybe that'll be the next movie we watch on the show <laughs> yes oh couldn't be any worse than what we've already been through uh, what else do you guys have for uh, good scenarios Greg Muscat has. Four Tim's dark roast with cream and sugar on the side and a box of Tim bits got you 200 points. That just sounds like bribery. <laughs> it does, uh, actually. I, I have Neil, great. Neil Chittenden. Flat Tag in Minnesota used to do a game called Hunt for the Cure. There were many characters and objectives. Some of the characters would randomly be raking leaves and singing. Some of the characters would chat your ear off to distract oh you. Others wouldn't say anything to, like, to lower the rank of EXO, but some were wearing S-Vest. So if you brought them to command, they would blow up your base. Oh. So many more things to think about besides just eliminating the enemy. So yeah. many challenges, not just getting shot. Never played another game like it. Cool. What about Rogue Elf? You did, or not Rogue Elf, uh, Rogue Agent. Didn't you have like a guy, like, didn't you assign somebody who was like a Rogue Agent? He that was. And he turned. He turned partway through the game and and, and shot shot up people and someone drove away they're mad yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember we used to have these two Chevy vans and yeah. um, down by the river they were both painted up like for DEA for one game that we did and then um, we loaded it up full of players and the driver would drive them to whatever quadrant that they wanted to open the back door and let them run out and half the time they just got annihilated because really, they chose you know the wrong we place. We really had tanks before tanks were cool. Yeah. yeah. We were we were using vehicles and That's stuff. when you donated your car, Gavin, that barely ran yes, and we sir. painted it black and made it a DEA car. No, and it was uh, the National Policia. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and you Columbia. took a picture of that with you in an AK-47. AK that was great. Right. Yeah, my, my days as a police officer in Colombia. I, I don't know. <laughs> I... We've done a bunch of scenario games at, at Flag Gritters where we had guys out digging digging for blood oh, diamonds. God. On oh, God. Damn. I, that was my mission. That was terrible. Do you, remember, Paul, so do you remember when we put the kite up in the air and 
it was a drone and the, the drone that was shoot, fun had to shoot the thing down or we did the helium balloon yeah filled with, and they had to inflate it and, and what, let it go what <laughs> game was it where we had the buckets of water that had holes drilled in them oh, Sean did that he had to carry them from the back yeah. of the field to the front and, you, and he got points based on the weight that yeah, was still so in the it, I thought it was a really creative mission it was a pain in the ass because there was holes in the bucket and it was filled with water uh, and as Josh said it was based on weight, so that was the amount of points. So yeah. you can't just slosh around with it. You have to gingerly walk through the field <laughs> under fire, so you wouldn't get hit with, or you wouldn't drop. Uh, you wouldn't drop water. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hello to uh, Kenneth, watching us all the way from uh, Denmark. Uh, Eric Park wants to know if you're drinking Bush Light. No, that's uh, not Bush Light. Uh, what are you drinking? Me? Yeah. Uh, Belgian Moon. I'm drinking something called a wheat breakfast. Uh, from that's Be- that's Belgian Moon in the states, right? No, it's. Uh, no, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Blue Moon, Blue yeah. Moon in the States. And going back to Dominic real quick, we'll get back to the topic, but Dominic okay. in the live chat asked, do you fellows think I should upgrade from an Ether 2 to an 170R? Uh, hell to the yes. I think it takes like a, a 170R back. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sean Ruddle is not the most creative mission, but it was the most successful for him. Uh, so he seen, he said he thinks the, the year that he forgot to put out crates to, uh, for the teams to find in the back <laughs> area of the field. And he had them looking for 45 minutes, and we can't find them. Did the other team get them already? And then he was like, no, they're still pl- they're still in play. Keep looking for them. Uh, he increased the point value for the teams that could not, that find them. Uh, and at some point, uh, it was some of the best firefights in scenario paintball <laughs> they ever seen. So they refer to that as the unicorn mission uh, going forward. <laughs> We we are going to bring back the Phoenix Project next year when we when and if we can have a, a scenario game and we will have our regular generals and that we normally have Z and and Zuby will be generals like we used to do they'll dress up in costumes and we will bring back scenario games ID tags and costumes to scenario games yes. that's what nice. we will strive for for 2021 because it is the 40th anniversary year of paintball. So the, the last and final one I've got here is from Christopher Chamberlain. He said, a Steel Reserve wrote a game based on South Park. Uh, I had a town on the South Park side that had a giant shitty wall made out of paintball boxes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's based off the Mongolian wall episode where the Mongolians kept trying to knock the wall over. So they built a wall out of paintball boxes, 200 boxes, it was five feet tall and about 40 feet long. Cool. <laughs> and anytime the Mongolians tipped it over, you had to rebuild it. Oh boy, that's like the bridge at that's, Go Long that's, in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the bridge over the river, Kwai. Yeah. Sorry, it. Kenneth. I said Denmark. I meant Norway. I apologize. Thanks for the corrections, They're ladies Vikings and gentlemen. Regardless. Um, we're going to give you guys lots more great content uh, in just a moment. But just a reminder, guys, hit that like and share button. Post up in any paintball groups, forums, chats that you guys are involved in. And introduce Behind the Bunker to people that may not know. We would really, really appreciate that, guys. Um, and thank you all for tuning in and watching. It's uh, it, it definitely is important when you guys are tuning in, and we, we appreciate it. And nice to see uh, David the Reaper Justice as well. Uh, but I do want to tell you guys one thing. Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that they are, uh, they've got more championships, new mechanical markers, new electros, new territory, including the new MagFed division? Check out Planet Eclipse, guys, and take on the world. Oh, this is the wrong one. EG is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, and photography, and, of course, paintball. Pull the tab on an EG hashtag pop smoke. 
thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options make AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. They're made in America by Brent Davis and his team. Make sure you check out their website for 20% off some of their mark or some of their goods. Remember, you can't go wrong with AirUps. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products, color sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide. DLX, ladies and gentlemen, the manufacturer, or sorry, true industry innovators with small, some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get you to the podium. And boy, golly, that's where you want to be. Uh, so thank you to all of our proud sponsors. They're all listed on our screen. Please uh, give them Do some you love. think Direct Damage is sponsored by DLX? F- five <laughs> as one. Um, forget, yeah, forget Direct Damage. What about, what is what was the other team? What was Bobby Duke's team? The Rounds. The Ovals. Yeah, the Rounds. Good for you, Matt. <laughs> they were shaped projectiles, weren't they? With high frangibility. Oh, they're fragile little men until they got shot up. Anyway, guys, I What is he I talking have... about? Bobby Dukes. Bobby Dukes. Fragile little men until they got Why well, well, let's get into Bobby Dukes in a minute, but let's let's Joe's got something we need to share. So lost. This is um this is a production model of the um, Planet Eclipse uh, CF20 continuous feed magazine that will work in the EMG100 or the Die Dam. And it will be available soon. We have a couple samples that whoops that were aired up to uh, our supplier here in Canada. So we have a couple of them. And we've had an opportunity to use them, shoot them with some round ball and some shape projectiles. And they uh, they work pretty slick. It's, it's certainly nice when you're using using your shooter not to have to switch back and forth um, every, um, every 10 rounds. So uh, we're pretty happy. It, we didn't have a problem. We were shooting frostbite because it was cold, so the paint uh, and the paintball marker performed seamlessly and flawlessly, so we didn't have to take it apart to clean it, but it is very easy to um, disassemble it. Should you break a, break a ball or have a, a feeding issue, you can just take it apart, clean it, and quickly throw it back together. So these will be available soon from a Planet Eclipse uh, dealer near you. So. Get ready. We're uh, Flagriders is taking pre-orders for them as well. So if you guys want to check them out, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. So thanks, guys. I'm actually just uh, taking the opportunity right now to share this show to everybody that I know, and that's oh. hopefully we'll get three more people watching. So uh, we've done the vault tonight. We've showed you guys that. We've did our antique road show. We want to talk to you guys about the movie that we watched on on the weekend. But before we do that. Um, I would like to get to uh, maybe some prices, right, Matt? Do you have uh, Do you have that loaded up? Do I? All right, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. We're gonna watch you guys. Uh, we're gonna watch you guys in the live chat. We want you guys to play along at home. Um, and what we're going to do is, I, I mentioned, we're going to do an after show tonight, guys. So if you guys are watching on Facebook, you'll want to switch over to YouTube because when we end the stream with you guys, we're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record our after show. And uh, you guys may want to tune into that while we're, while we're still live. So first up for bits, ladies and gentlemen, Smart Parts. Does anyone know it? Epiphany. 
epiphany. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here you go, ladies and gentlemen. And in case you're not sure what the size is, it's the old measuring tape. <laughs> the squeegee. Obviously, this guy's on Tinder. But this is not. This is just eBay. So remember, prices are in U.S. dollars. And uh, you guys are welcome to bid. Matt, I guess you get to be a part of this. Who won oh, last time? I won. Gavin. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I, I thought did. Josh did. I or won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joe Joe gets to start the bid on here. Dan you know what? starts. You know what? Matt won because Matt never gets to win. 6.25. <laughs> I'm sorry. Six. Was that your bid? What am I doing? How much is it cost? <laughs> What's this about? Consequently, also the temperature of his fever. Well, Oliver Powell says two dollars. Eric Park says twenty-five thousand five hundred. We have a bit of a difference. Charles Holton eighty-five dollars. Ryan McGee three hundred and forty-six dollars. Bob, Elliot Darno one fifty. Joe, what are you thinking? I don't know four fifty. David Justice says two hundred. Mister Scribner two fifty. Josh, what are you thinking? A lot of guys in that two to two fifty range. One twenty five. One twenty five. Okay, um, Matt, what are you thinking? I think someone overpaid at three hundred even. But could they possibly overpay if it has super light magnesium alloy body grip frame construction? Oh, I'm confused. That with the nerve. Can I? Read? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can I? A brake beam vision and anti chop technology integral air rail. <laughs> What's an integrated air rail? It's like you've never been around paintball before. I no, it's like the guy who wrote this has never been around paintball. Standard nine volt battery. There we go. So what? What? Uh, everyone's got their bids in except for Gavin. Gavin, two hundred, Bob. Two hundred, Bob. All right. Devin Schwartz says one hundred and twenty six. This sold for seven forty nine. Sorry, seven. No, seventy four ninety nine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so we all overbid. Seventy four ninety nine. Everyone overbid. No, they. Oh, you did. Thanks for uh, good game, Todd. <laughs> <sighs> All right, back on. Let's Let redeem ourselves here. What could possibly be the worst paintball loader in the history of loaders, second only to the Velocity, the original Velocity from the, uh, the original aughts. The VMAX paintball hopper, guys, what are you thinking? What are you bidding on this? Who won that load? Uh, Joe would start again. Uh, $49. It is multicam, though. It is. That's why it caught my eye. <laughs> or it didn't catch my eye. That's the intention. Yeah, but you'll be the best-looking player that isn't playing. Josh, what are you thinking? I'm going to say $20 because it's for operators. Dan and Hardy says, good Lord. George Hay says $23. Cameron Turnbull, $80, $25. And an American Bud Light, uh, says Shane Free. Matt, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to say 15. On YouTube, we have Uniform Taco says 300, and Billy Corbin says 600. I think that was for the last one. Sorry, oh, yeah, guys. It has to be. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. I I'll, so. I'll, I'll, I'll load your chat back up here so I have it. Um, Gavin, what are you thinking? Uh, 20. Well, you said 23, Josh? No. 20. 20. Uh, I'll say $30. Okay. Uh, this sold for $14, as it should have. Oh, really? I know. I know you did, but I didn't want you to go back. Uh, and have to do it again. So I have lots more here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Let's go here. And lots. as I say, deservedly, like, it's a pencil holder at that point. Uh, rare Blade Paintball Marker Vintage. That's cool. 
So here we go. I've got a couple pictures of it because I really wasn't sure what it was when Two I first saw it. words in there. Um, so it looks good, right? Mm. And then I'm going to show you the no. internals of it. What no. the hell is that? So essentially, it's it might as well be a spider. Stack tube? Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, I mean, I would pay 15 cents for that key ring. Mine's falling apart. The barrel plug is a good paperweight. Yeah. Yeah. I need a new pressure washer ho uh, handle. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the uh, front of the barrel has like the, this is not a toy warning plastic <laughs> still wrapped around it. Yeah. Does it even thread in? Yes, it does. It yeah. looks like it. And you can assemble it and disassemble it this quick. See? <laughs> Assembled. Disassembled. All you have to do is pull the trigger and it'll <laughs> you call the parts <laughs> for you. That's right. I don't think that's threaded. Yeah. Look the at barrel? the barrel. When it's, when it's out, look at it. Where's the thread? Where the silver meets the black. I don't think so. Oh, think yeah. This has a three-inch barrel. Oh, midway. Or four-inch barrel. Look at that. Is that? Uh, it's hard to see on that. <sighs> all right. Okay. Hold on a second. I think so all of you guys in the live. That threads into the body, not the actual. Correct. Not the breech. Part that it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you want Your to sweet thread into Jesus. the gun? I think everybody that's bidding right now online. I'm sorry to say this, guys. I think you're on crack. I'm seeing like. 60 bucks, $490, Shane. Oh, no. Ryan, $96. All right, Joe, you get to start again. 135 Okay, Josh? Have you been paying attention? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yes. Simon says $10. What do you think, Josh? At an extreme risk of overbidding here, I'm going to say $7. All right, Damn. Matt, what do you think? Shane, is it really a collector's item, though? I think it is. Uh, jo uh, Gavin, sorry? I'm saying $15. All right. This sold, and it sold for $35. Nice. Who won? Gavin. Yes! I have to admit, I really don't know much about this next one. So this is well, you a... didn't know much about the last one. Rhino either. Spitfire Splash. Where are all these coming from? At first, I thought it was like a Viking kind of thing, and then I looked at it a spider and realized that it's... You're right. You are right. I think how every marker that we don't know what it is is just a spider clone. But, okay, so let's look but at it. The, is that, yeah. the name of the gun is on a piece of metal that's embossed, but it has clearly Phillips screwed screws. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do you get Allen keys with your gun, but you also get a Phillips screwdriver. Just in case you need to change the name to yeah. Elephant. George Hay says $32. Dannon says 57 That Dannon's got a deep wallet. Y'all have too much money. You realize <laughs> you, your second stimulus check hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brass Eagle Raptor Clone says uh, Mike Thompson. Absolutely. So who needs to go? Who won that? Gavin. I did. Gavin. So 25 bucks. Okay. Joe, what are you thinking? 39 39 I might pay 10 to see if I can get the grips off there and somehow get them on one of my other markers. It's kind of tiger stripey. It's kind it kind of is. Like it's splashed. Like yeah, how yeah. many times do these splash grips? Too many. Yeah. And the electrical Don't. tape does not necessarily mean that there's That's a leak in the macular. Oh, is it? Sorry. Matt, what That's are you bidding? Last bid. I'm going to say $50 again. <sighs> Simon bids 27.97. He's oh, oh, he's not close. Sorry, $80. This sold for $80. Yeah. Matt, what? Matt again? No, this is my first. What's the score? One. Okay, so Gavin it's and Matt. One, one. 
All right, this is an interesting one. What do you guys think of this? Proto Matrix. Six. PM5, actually. Oh, Dust that's a Olive. Olive Green. Nice. Are you sure it's a five? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know that because the eBay seller said it was. It's so it's so got to be true. Tall. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> The it's DM, 10 feet the tall. DM4 was so tall. That was a tall. The DM4 was, was the tallest yeah. thing. It was like nine. There's stories. still more. Do you ever metal wonder what there. happened when they were making that? I'm like, what, what do we do? Right, let's make it taller. <laughs> make it skinnier, but we'll make it taller. We need a longer feed neck. Damn it! <laughs> Oliver Powell starts the bidding with his firstborn. Twelve doll hairs for the rhino, says David Jordan. That's funny. All right, so Matt, what are you thinking for this? Hundred twenty-five dollars. Really? Okay. Could you read the description? I, yes, Proto Matrix PM5 Olive. I don't have much more. It's used, so. But even put rare or vintage. Didn't put rare or vintage. So it's not going to be a whole lot of dollar dues. Although Joe can attest, this is not a. This was a a small step. run. It's a step down from the uh, the DM5, right? Yeah, for sure. But it was the first year of the P of uh, the Proto. Proto, though. yep. Yeah. They had, remember that year they had pants and jerseys Jer- and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Richard Knott says it's ugly. What not? Yeah. Gavin? I don't know. That's a tough one. So I am uh, I'm going to use some stimulus money and say $200. Okay. It has a good reg on it. It's a Hyper 3 reg. Two. It's got a Hyper 2? Hyper 2 reg. Hyper You're right, Matt. Had this it has a terrible barrel on it. But, I mean, it's got a clamping feed neck. You could still play with that gun quite quite well. Joe, what are you I thinking? parts. Yeah, if it didn't tip um, over. But you say <laughs> how much did Gavin say? I said 200 I'm going to go with one, one, uh, 119. Right, Josh? I like, I like Phoenix Gasparini's comment. Five in the chamber on that one. <laughs> um, What did Joe say? 119. 119. Oh, 119.50. <laughs> no, I'm going to go 250. What did Gavin say? 200? 200. And what did Matt say? Uh, 125. You all overbid. Really? Yeah. Really? This yeah. time I was paying attention. Good. Um, I'm going to wipe it, though. This was sold for $95. Jeez. Okay. You guys can come back. Here's the next one. This will make it easy for you. What? What the hell is this? It's a JT uh, E-Cast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> JT E-Cast. <laughs> huh? What an abomination. <laughs> so it looks like... I don't even I don't know what that's. I didn't even know this was a thing. No, it can't be. Well, E-Cast would suggest it. It, it would suggest it, right? but I don't know if this down here are... George Hay. <laughs> and I don't ever call this in the George. world of paintball. I don't I don't remember seeing this. There's an on-off switch, if yeah. I'm not if yeah. I'm not mistaken, and those are, dow- those are pins for the trigger. So to me, or this or this, and it looks like... Dare I say it has a chamber for eyes, but it would. There's no way a JT gun would have an eye. All right, I got I got the write up. The JT E-Cast paintball gun is a tough and easy to maintain entry level marker. JT features durable composite body uh, that is both durable and lightweight. Simple design, field strips, tools, general maintenance, and the electronic trigger trigger gives you this semi-auto three-round burst electronic. of full auto. It is electronic. Wow. I like this. Ryan gets the key uh, that gets the comment of the night. This marker makes me want to kick a puppy. <laughs> uh, JT also recommends using an electronic hopper to take advantage of this fast rate of fire, which is 10. <laughs> yes, and also the hardest second. paintballs that possibly can be put through it. And the only one taking advantage in this scenario is the purchaser. <laughs> All right. So Dominic says, Dominic says uh, three tacos without fire sauce. Richie Rampage Santos, $59. Bill Scribner says Wally World. 
Mike Thompson. What the fuck? Twelve fifty. Twelve hundred and fifty. Twelve dollars fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's a little better. Yeah. Um, who won the last one? Nobody. Matt. Matt. Yeah, I guess Matt it's still was the me. last time. Matt still won, but nobody won. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say third. No. Yeah, thirty dollars. Okay. Matt. Cameron Turnbull says that's an e abomination. <laughs> Most certainly is. <laughs> Ryan McGee's bidding thirty-five cents. If that helps, Tracy forty-five bucks. Twenty dollars. Okay, Joe. What did you say, Matt? Thirty. Gavin said twenty. I don't know. Thirty-nine. I'm gonna say fifty because that pen on the top looks stainless steel. <laughs> Uh, Simon says $24. Kenneth says one cent. This sold for $89. Wow. God bless eBay. Where are we with our scores, Matt? Uh, Everyone has a point. All right. Well, then let's do one more here. Let's get get someone to score here. Uh, Vintage. Uh, Air Star Nova 700. And it works. We've had one of these on Prices Right before. We have. Did I they all come with that paint job, or is this the same bloody no, one that gets sold? I think they sold? all came in with that paint job. I think you're right. The guy keeps selling and is that a microphone boom on the front with the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. The foam thing. Windsock. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Matt, I guess you're back up. No, it's Zuby. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, win the last one. And remember, Josh, this is a Nova 700. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> we better say um, 175 then. Okay. Uh, Matt? Since it's a seven hundred, I'm gonna say seventy dollars. Okay, two hundred smackers says Dannon. Charles Holton three hundred and fifty bucks. Gavin, what are you thinking? I am going to say seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm okay. not kidding you. Okay, Joe. See, I thought my bid. I thought my bid would be the highest one. All right, this sold for four hundred. Damn. So Joe. Joe. Does that mean or everyone has a bid? point then? Uh, no, yes. Joe wins. Joe wins. Joe had to. Dare. Congratulations, we're Gavin. Done. Thank you. All right. Yay, I win again. <laughs> back on top. Very good. All right. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting close to the end of the show here. What we're going to do is we're going to have a quick chit-chat about the movie that we talked about uh, that we were going to watch, which was uh, Blackball. What movie are we going to watch next week so we can have people be a part of it? Have we decided on... Um, Joe, you, you are the winner of The Price is Right tonight, so... <laughs> Pick a movie, um, but it has to be on Netflix or something easily streamable so most people can get it. I know which one you want, but I don't know if it's on Netflix. What one do I want? Bat 21? I don't think it is. It is not. Yeah. So while you're thinking about that, um, what's going to happen, guys, is uh, we're going to say farewell to you in a few minutes, and then we're going to continue to broadcast live on YouTube and recording for our after show slash podcast. Um, And we're going to be talking about... uh, Probably what is the worst movie I've seen in a long time. Blackball, the Bobby Duke story. Um, and if I can compare it to Splat, I would say Splat was a treat <laughs> to watch. Am I wrong, guys? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah you are. I'm wrong? You think yeah, Blackball yeah. was better than Splat? Yes. Miles. All right, we're going to talk about this on the after show. So, guys, if you're watching us on Facebook right now, head on over to our live YouTube stream right now, or you can download us as our podcast, which that'll be included uh, anywhere that you get your better podcast from. Uh, 
Gavin, thank you for being on the program tonight. Always great to be here, and especially everybody else who joined in this evening. Uh, thank you so much for your contributions in the chat, although I didn't get to see it. I'll see it a little bit later. Um, thank you for hitting like and share and just joining us as you do every Monday night. Uh, we appreciate your support, and we'll see you next Monday. Yeah, yeah. Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Um, I'm just lo looking for a movie. But anyway, guys and girls, thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. And uh, we will uh, see what, what movie I have. Yeah, yeah. And we'll post that this week if you don't get it before we get off air here. Head he's, over to YouTube. just Googling worst movie ever. No, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to... No, we're due for a good one, David. No, be, no be, Sean Connery died. We should see if we can find oh, a Sean for Red October. <laughs> I was listening to Funny Eight Twenty, which is the local um, comedy radio station today, and they had a comedian up who's making jokes about Sean Connery, right? In his accent, he's, he shows up in the window. He's like, "I'm an Irish cop." <laughs> like, I'm a Russian sub commander. <laughs> so he had four accents in, in uh, Hunt for Red October. He's got the confidence to show up with a Scottish accent to everything. George Hayes is Highlander. Regardless of where his character's from. Yeah, he, mock him or not, he he died at 90 years old. 90 years old. That's pretty damn good yeah. value. Devin Schwartz says The Rock. He was, he was by far the best Bond. Yeah. Absolutely. By far. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, why don't we... Uh, we're going to let you guys go, Hunt and we're going to continue October. to broadcast on YouTube, and we're going to... Um, um, if you guys are listening to our podcast, even though we're saying goodbye, don't go anywhere. And, and sorry, are you conceding to Red October or are you thinking something Hunt, else? No, the hunt for Red October seems to be on Netflix in Canada. In Canada I, Netflix, don't know, I don't know about the US. I don't yet. know if it's in the US. George, do you guys get Hunt for Red October in the US on your Netflix? Can someone uh, verify that? Because if that's the case, we're going to be going down. <laughs> it, it might be on Prime too. Who knows? Yeah. Let's check. face it, it's got to be everywhere. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching us on Facebook, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. If you're listening to our podcast or watching us on YouTube, don't go anywhere. Matt, you remember how to do that? I think so. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. I so Ryan says it's not in, not on in the U.S. Check, check Prime though, Ryan, because Hunt for October is so terrible, uh, not terrible, but it's it's been out for so long and it's been on TV so many times that it's got to be it's got to oh. be everywhere. Maybe I forgot he's in the Great Train Robbery. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. No, he was also in 79. It was a good movie. He was in the Four Amigos, but then they never ended up making it. <laughs> it was also in Indiana Jones. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We sat through Bobby Duke's. The whatever story. Blackballed uh, the Bobby Duke story. The ballad of Bobby Duke. There we go. Yes. Okay. Matt says it was better. I solely disagree. I think Splat was the better movie. At least it had a plot. <laughs> I spent a half an hour of my day watching them okay, do Todd, pathetic tell calisthenics. A, tell, and... tell us what a plot is. Because Bobby Duke's <laughs> had a plot too. It had a plot, but it was like a one arc. It was... It, Okay. It's a redemption story. Everyone loves a redemption story. Okay. When the owner of the paintball field, the Joe in that story, sponsored <laughs> like a bag of donuts, had Bobby Duke show up and he introduced them as, you just got Bobicide. <laughs> or, Duke you aside. got Dukeified. Right? <laughs> that was when, it, when, I, when I tapped out. Then, the third guy that was going to make the team but had all these ailments, 
they made comments that he had SARS. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> and then, much like Splat, they gave jerseys the day of the tournament. <laughs> yes. Right? And their name was worse than, than Splat's. What was Splat's again? Uh, direct, direct damage. Direct damage, which is terrible to begin with. you got to say it with the accent. Direct damage. Yes. I'd be honored if you wear my jersey. <laughs> and then, direct not damage. that I'm a movie that's maker, because like, like I'm, I'm sure I couldn't do it, but Sam Brown, the leading, <laughs> the leading bad guy, I guess. The River Rats. The River Rats. So Sam Brown was playing the final match against the Ovals or whatever the they rounds. were. The, the Rounds. The Rounds, sorry. Jeez. The rounds in the finals, and he started the tournament. With a different Sorry, gun. started the game with a green angel. Yeah. And I think it had a warp feed, but a green angel. No. And in mid-game, it turned to a, a, B, a BK, a silver BK. You never had in a the gun. middle of the game. You've never had a gun go down. and. But where did he change it from? They didn't show that. No one on his team had a had You a don't BK. leave random guns under bunkers just to pick them up in case there but, runs out? Also, I noticed that uh, Lenny Pear started the day with that same Green Angel. <laughs> oh. Look at you, Mr. Observation. No yeah. kidding. Continuity ever. At least with what's that movie with Serge Jessica Parker? Oh, the Failure, Failure Launch. Launch. They had a lot of people actually consult on that movie, right? So at least they got some of the things right. But then here's the thing. They win. Okay, I, I'm giving the ending away, but Bobby Dukes wins, right? Their team wins. And again, the field owner, in his infinite wisdom, says, the world was thirsty for a miracle, and you guys were the bartenders of whoop-ass. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I think Splat was the better movie. <laughs> but it's so what's, bad, it's good. One-liners yeah. like that, how could you say it's worse? I, okay, I will... Okay, and the other thing is... Yeah, I don't know. I, whatever. I They're both terrible movies but i'm glad they're out in the mainstream and i was suggested another movie at the same time there's another paintball movie out there i can't remember what it was called um okay here's uh, no, hang on one second yeah there's one thing i have to say about bobby, bobby Dukes. if you watch it through and through you watch that they actually follow nearly all the safety rules the only time they don't is when they're sitting in the chrono range and he looks over at the the guy who's standing there he goes can we and the guys, like, yeah, and then they take their masks off. Yeah. Other than that, they do it the entire way through. In Splat, they take their masks off all the time. <laughs> yes, and they yeah. shoot people that are watching. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The hecklers. Yeah. <laughs> Brian McGee in the live you YouTube chat. You should be allowed to do that, though. Says, sound like you guys would have direct brain damage <laughs> to watch both either of these movies. <laughs> I feel like that happened. We agree. <laughs> I oh. feel like that happened. That's so what Ryan, happened. Brian McGee says that the scene from Failure to Launch uh, was as bad as the Bang Energy Drink paintball commercial as well for safety and stuff. I, sure. I, I wonder, do we watch that at some point? We should probably Failure watch it. No. Failure to launch? No, I refuse to watch anything with Sarah. We'll Jessica do that Parker on the Valentine's Day show. All right, <laughs> we'll watch a rom com with paintball. Love dates. What? No, what's the one with? Um... Ah, never mind. Yeah, okay. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but it's, not, but it's not Sarah Jessica Parker in it, right? What are you talking Wait, about? Wait, it's he's like a. Did you ever stroke? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, he was playing it like he's a s undercover cop or secret agent or something like that, and he goes up and plays paintball. Oh, and he just, that's and um, that's he's like Chris flipping Pine, over that's a barrel. Chris Pine, that's like um, Chris Pine and David Hardy or something like no, that. It's Chris the guy who played Bane. Yeah, man, that's that's like one of the. Didn't Child's well, Play well, two have a paintball sort of with thing? Chucky? Yeah, because they were like in like the 
army base and they were doing like a survival game and they were using paintballs or something yeah similar yeah <sighs> yeah Dwayne King's upset that we gave it away that Bobby Dukes won <laughs> but you were supposed to watch the movie jerk ass <laughs> so this week we want you guys to watch Hunt for Red October yeah we'll do that yeah and I want you guys to to see if you can figure out how many accents you hear <laughs> when do they bleed into one <laughs> It's like a United Nations of accents. It just takes everything. Yeah. The, only thing, the only thing he didn't do with that was the African clicking language. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, what movie was that? The Gods Must Be Crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, do you think that was... Like, you know when you they film a movie, like, it's not filmed in sequence, right? Like, they sort of shoot it over and over. Do you think they sat Connery down at the beginning and said, like, listen, you can't have an accent during this movie. Like, you gotta just speak plain English. And he said, yeah, okay. And the accent just slowly fades out as the movie gets on and on and on and close to the end. He's just like, oh, strut. <laughs> I wonder how it's, it's called. This means war from 2012. This means war. I don't recall CIA that. agents and best who's, friends. Who's the girl in discover... it? It's not Sarah Jessica Parker. It might right? be Reese Witherspoon. I, I will say, though, that Blackballed actually at least had real horse, actors. It, yeah. horse face it had Rob Caudry. Paul Shear, Dannon, Fienglass. There's cool. actually quite a large a Rob Riggle, Riggle or? and Ed yeah. Helms was in there. Ed too. Yeah, they're not even it? listed in the things. There's they, quite a lot of like B-list guy from I The Office was in there. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Chris the guy Vaughn. from Thirty Rock. Oh, what's his name? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon yeah. is in This Means War. That's not the full IMDb list though that you're looking at, right? Yeah, I am. I no, am I'm talking to Todd. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do do yourself an honor and watch watch it. that movie someday when you're in Guantanamo. I okay, and I don't know when. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and, and and say that that is the best paintball movie that there is. Okay, paintball based movie. Yeah, yeah, paintball based movie. Well, wait for it. Uh, well, it's a documentary. Best kids in Texas. I'm looking forward to seeing. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I have not seen that yet. Um, what is that? It's a documentary. Although I will say, there's there's been some great stuff by um, Planet Eclipse. They've released some really good documentary series that I would put hands down in front of any of these movies we've talked about. Unfortunately, but hold on. Uh, so Bobby Dukes came out in 2006, and when was Splat? I it was earlier Splat than that. was uh, 2002. So again, we're talking about an 18 and a 14 year old movie. I guess we got to give it some credit. Yes, but when an older movie's better than a newer movie, I, I, I don't. I guess Splat was more nostalgic for me. Had better, better equipment. Had a British guy. <laughs> He's Australian <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yes, that had a Phantom. I don't know. I just felt that Splat had more going on for it than just. I don't know. And his sister, Bobby Duke's his sister. She's from Y Five O. Good face. Was she? Yeah. The Ooh. one from Splat, not. Bobby Duke. Oh, From Splat, yes. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Bobby Duke's sister. Um, it's yeah. All right. Well, why don't we end this here? Thank you. I'm just reading the the chat here. Um, all right. So next week, brush up on uh, the hunt for Red October. We'll we'll have chat about that at, on the after show, and uh, we're going to continue to do the after show again, guys. So if you're listening to us on our podcast, even though we say we're saying goodbye on you on Facebook. Don't believe it. Stick around for the last 10 minutes, and uh, that's when all the juicy stuff comes. So thank you guys for watching. Yeah. Anybody have any farewell thoughts before we go? Not on that note. Nah. Oh, shit. That was gross. What's that? Your sign-off, yes. Yeah. 
Why would I do? I don't know. Inappropriate. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyways, we'll let you guys go. See you next week. <laughs>